Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Academy is back, baby. Yes, and I sound like shit because guess what? After destroying Rigelian flu, all of a sudden now I have like, I don't know, Vulcan sinus infection. So fuck me. And also too, fuck Spectrum for their shitty internet service. Whew. Hot start. It is me, Dimitri Zerdos, Commodore Zerdos. But we are here at the Academy. I am not alone. I am joined by my friend, the man... Who loves Avery Brooks more than Catherine Janeway? It is the Sinister Minister, the co-host of the Smack Attack. Also, Moonlight's on Destino podcast, talking about New Japan wrestling. It is my man, my friend, John Enright. John, what is going on today, brother? Triple D, what is happening, my friend? Not much, just you know, working and working, and then getting to talk Star Trek with my friend because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of fun to talk about, a lot of interesting things, and of course, our main Mm -hmm. point today, which we're going to deep dive into. But uh, you know, it's been it's good to hear from you. Uh, You've been sick, and I've missed hearing your lovely voice. And I'm, (laughs) I'm I'm glad you're taking you know you're taking one for the team, even though you've got a sinus infection and you you're showing up doing this podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It was like, so I had COVID. I, I, I kicked COVID's ass, recovered. I was good for two weeks. I was good for like a week and a half. And then I, because, you know, I was like, I want to get back to exercising. I want to start working out again, you know, because I, I gained a few pounds because I really wasn't active. And I started walking again and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. But by starting to feel good. And then bam, last Wednesday, it was like, Sore throat, congestion up the ass, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I missed work on. I had the day off on Thursday. Was in bed all day on Thursday. Friday, I missed work on Friday, which never happens unless I'm like dead. And it was just, I'm just like, "What the hell?" Seriously, damn. Bro. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. It's, it sucks. Damn. But you know, we do, the one good thing that came out of it that from what you're telling me earlier before we got started is that. Uh, I made me Mr. Steal Your Girl with uh, with your girlfriend <laughs> that she likes. She's liking Deep Space Nine. So she hello. is liking Deep Space Nine. Hey, she, she, likes, yeah. she likes my man Avery Brooks, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you know, so so you've you've taken her on a journey uh, on Star Trek a little bit here. So you, I know you you've done a red TOS with her. What else mm-hmm. have you What else have you shown her? I know Deep Space Nine because we talked about that. But what are some other things you've shown her other than those two? Is it or has that been it so far? We we did we did TOS the original series because I wanted her to get an introduction to it. We watched uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Nice, because I mean it's it's one of the, it's the second. It's it's like one of the greatest Star Trek movies ever. Mm-hmm. And then we watched because her mom was a huge Star Trek fan. Oh really? So and her mom goes, you know, my favorite episode was Trouble with Tribbles, and I. 
and I go and and this was at her this was we're hanging out with her mom and her family at, at her aunt's house and I go I go to I go to my girl I was like yo I was like do we see trouble with tribbles with the little furry animal she goes no we didn't see that I was like shit okay so Saturday night we after watching the new Bond film Ooh. oh the Bond film I cried at the end of that did you I have yeah, to see it. it was. Oh I, my god! I still need to see it. I'm, I'm not giving any spoilers though, but I will say this: they played a piece of music from another Bond movie. Honor Majesty's very, Secret Service. You know, there. You see, okay, there. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've pieced it together. They, 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 they tie in a lot of the old Bond with a lot of these different movies. So yeah. Based off of what I've I've kind of been seeing and reading about the story and everything like that, I figure there's going to be some kind of on Her Majesty's Secret Service, yeah, kind of and, and, tribute yeah. to it. Yeah, when they when when they start playing the music, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Something's going to happen" mm -hmm. because obviously on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay, spoiler alert, guys. Sorry, the movie's like you know fifty years old. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely tragic, and mm. uh, uh, obviously Bond's wife was played by the great Diana Rigg, who was on another British TV show called The Avengers, and right. she was unbelievable. And I did cry at the end of the of Our Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. So, 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 so going back to the Trouble with Tribbles, we watched Trouble with Tribbles. She really liked it, enjoyed it so much because it's just, I mean, it's just such a great episode, and it's a lot of good stuff to it. And then we watched, because I said, listen, I said, Deep Space Nine, another Star Trek series, did a tie-in with this where they integrated the new characters into the old show. I said, and it said, and it won a couple of awards for that. It was done really well. And we watched it, and she's like, wow. They did such a good job of tying everything in. Mm -hmm. and, and with the old actor who, who played the uh, Klingon agent, she really enjoyed that. And she enjoyed Odo just being curmudgeon is all hell i mean he was i have to admit that was top tier odo on that one. Oh yeah until the, the triple shows up and then all of a sudden you know like he gets so like you know chill by the triple like yeah you know, he's like oh like when when wharf comes in and wharf hates the triple you know yeah. and, and he's like oh what's the matter mr wharf you don't like the triple he like he's yeah. just being so so I love goofy it. It was wharf's talking about we have many warriors that wanted to go hunt the, the Tribbles, and we <laughs> yeah. annihilated their plan. Ah, yes, I remember. You guys were talking about the great Tribble hunt of the Klingons. Yeah. Just Odo giving him so much <laughs> shit about it. Oh, that was uh, – that. she fucking loved that. She was dying. So so we really – and then we watched um, another Space Nine episode, uh, Journey to the Stars, which is probably, to me, Ooh. probably one of the best – it's probably one of the best Star Trek episodes ever. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that. I mean, it's definitely up there with City on the Edge of Forever, um, best best of both worlds. Um, so I mean, it's like right up there. I mean, just just an unbelievable episode where it shows you know racism and how it was and how how hard it was for people of color to to get ahead and. You know, just it was really, really, it was just a really good episode. So, yeah. And, but you still had your familiar characters. Yep. Just, you know, without their makeup, without the the different things that made them who they were. So you just, it's like you had that sense of familiarity, but they're telling this, 
incredible story. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it's like, and you want, like, really, even at the end, you're wondering, okay, who was real? Was Benny real or was, was Cisco real? Like, exactly. I mean, and they had that scene where they show Cisco standing at the mirror, but you, Benny's looking back at him, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it was just oh, so well done. Plus, plus to that show, it kind of showed, it kind of told the story is, are we living in the real world? Or are we just living in someone's dream? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, to me, that's really where I so said, are we living in a matrix? Yeah. You know, so I, it, it's just, it's such a, it's just such a good episode. And, all of Deep Space Nine is just, it's just a great series. And to all the fans listening, if you haven't checked out Deep Space Nine, you need to hand in your Star Trek fan card because, I mean, it is probably one of the greatest series ever written. So, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and that's coming from a staunch original series guy. So mm -hmm. there you go. But uh, I will admit, you know, being a Deep Space guy, you, you have to get past season two, really from season three on. The, the less hair Avery Brooks gets, the better it gets. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I didn't think season one and two of uh, D Space Nine was 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 all that bad, actually. It wasn't that they were bad. They just there was nothing that stood out until really you have the lead up to. Um, I mean, the you Dominion have the War. Yeah, the lead up to, and then of the the then the build of the Dominion War, and then a, a little bit of the Klingon War, you know, aspect where then of course they have to bring in uh, Worf. You know, yeah. really, really, honestly, when Worf shows up, that's that he brings a whole new dynamic to the show that I really enjoyed um, because, you know, it's it's one of those things of, again, you're calling you had call Meany, you know, Chief O'Brien kind of mm -hmm. calling back to Next Generation. But, you know, if you really think about it, he wasn't that one of those main guys where it's like Worf is a big deal. Worf coming on to Deep Space Nine was a big deal. And, of course, he was there to solve a specific problem, but was continued on. And so he brought a very big and, you know, different energy. Like, okay, this, this shit's getting real. This has become an important place in the in the galaxy. The fact that we're sending Worf here made yeah. it feel like a really big deal all of a sudden. Because Worf is on the Enterprise, you know? And yeah. you know, so you've got this guy who is supposed to be on the Enterprise, but yet he's here. This shows how important this place is, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that was kind of the energy that he brought to it, uh, Michael Dorn and the, and the Worf character, that made it really pick up the pace. So that's kind of where I really begin to enjoy it a lot more. Not that I didn't enjoy the first stuff, but, you know, I usually start around that time, you know? Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I can... I can, I can, I can definitely see that because you had the whole, you know, Worf comes in and how he adjusts to everything, and then the love story with 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 him and Jadzia mm -hmm. is really, really good. And plus two at that time, guess what's introduced? The Defiant, which is awesome because I mean, Defiant's yeah. an awesome ship. It is a very cool ship. It is just, and then also too, I love Martok, General Martok. Oh my god, JG Hersler, he's just I just I love his whole his voice, his 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 just his, his persona is just awesome. The way he so, carried himself, all of it. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think I think one of my one of my favorite things that I think he did was is a small part where uh you know Nog comes back from the academy and he's like wanting to stand up to Martog and them because they're standing and Jake and his a spot, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, he goes up to Martog, he's like Per station, da, 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 you know, da, da, da. and he's like, 
you know, you must be very you brave or very stupid. And he goes, a little of both, sir. And then, you know, Bartok just kind of is like, I want to kick your ass, but I kind of appreciate what you're doing. And then he walks up. The way uh, JG just handles that, just in that moment, and that character yeah. does such a great job with it, you know. But, I mean, the way he handled it playing as a, you know, as a changeling, and then you watch, you know, when you realize he's he's been a changeling this whole time, and they're at that prison asteroid, and Worf meets him. And from that point forward, being the, you know, kind of dishonored Klingon, but coming back into it and then how he learns to be a Klingon again with Worf's help, you know, like he says, you know, Worf helped him to become the man who, the Klingon who he needs to be. Um, And, and, you know, so much so that he brings Worf into his house, you know, I mean, uh, which is a big deal, you know. Big deal, huge deal. Huge deal. So, I mean, that that relationship and dynamic was just amazing in and of itself too. So, you know, there's just so much going on. I think that's what I liked about Deep Space Nine is there's so much character building and growth yeah. with these characters and the what they had to go through to get that growth. You know, it's just mm-hmm. such good storytelling. And, and so, you know, but we're not really here to talk about all that kind of stuff, but we are in a way. But, you know. Yeah, it's listen, just, it's our podcast. We'll talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. But I guess we should probably talk news because it's been a while. We've got a lot of news that's been backed up. I know. Too. There is a lot of news. Jesus. There is so much news. So what we're going to do is we're going to All go the ahead, news. All the news. We're going to blow the boatswain's whistle at, uh, right now. So, James, if you'll blow the boatswain's whistle. And we'll start with our first story here. Um, so, Triple um I don't know if you remember um, back in the original series, there was an actual um, Kalos the Unforgettable um, part where he showed up in the episode. Um, yes. I think when they were, it was a Kirk and Abraham Lincoln, they were all fighting the. Yep. You know, yep. The exactly. Yeah. That was, uh, they were, went to a planet where the rock monsters created. Right. A Sirach. Abraham Lincoln. God, and who else did they create? Shit, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, because it was three on. It was well, because no, it was four on four. Because you had you had Kalos, you had oh, you know Kalos, and then you had like a Khan Union Singh character. Yeah, and uh, then you had Abraham Lincoln and 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 Sirach. Yeah, and it was Kirk and Spock, and it was the two Klingons, correct? Right, right. And so Kalos the Unforgettable. So Bob Heron, who was the guy who played Kalos the Unforgettable, he was also a legendary stuntman um, during that time. He passed away at 97 um, on October 14th. So, um, you know, so hey, Kalos the Unforgettable lasted until 97. So I just wanted to give a tip of the hat hat to that gentleman, Bob Heron, for Mm -hmm. portraying the original Kalos, which we would see later in Deep Space Nine. Uh, but we wanted to. I want next to generation. Us. We would first see Kalos the Unforgettable. No, that's right. That's right. Next generation. He would. That's right. He did make an appearance in Deep Space Nine. I think. Yes, he did. did. Yeah. So, uh, but then also uh, Lavar Burton announces a new book, um, and it's called a kids' book about imagination. Hmm. Um, so you know he, uh, uh, but it's not just for kids. Um, it's basically the idea that. He wants to inspire, entertain, and educate, um, and that it is an idea about what is imagination. 
Okay. And and most of us think it's playing or pretending what happens when we're dreaming. But imagination takes us to worlds and galaxies beyond that and helps us travel between time, space, and reality. And it leads to the simple question, what if? So basically, it's more about imagination in the sense of sometimes we like to, you know, overthink things. And really, it's not, you know, meant to be a thing. It's a mm-hmm. book just to kind of inspire us and uh, help us really go back to the roots of what, um, you know, in, you know, imagination is about. Now, it's going to be part of a series, um, which is... Um, uh, is is part of a kids a book about series, um, okay? Which ranges from diversity to divorce to creativity and climate change. So this one is his, and it's about imagination. Hold on, wait, um, hold on, wait a minute. If it's climate change, then it's all make believe. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's part of imagination, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's that's uh, that's his latest book, uh, according to October uh, as of October eighteenth. So yesterday came out and. Uh, so now, um, you know, Triple D, almost we're coming up on 20, the 20th anniversary of Star Trek Enterprise. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt about Enterprise. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, I, I loved Enterprise. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. So, um, you know, Scott Bakula just did a, did a recent interview about um, Star Trek Enterprise, how 9-11 changed it. Um, you know, because if you think about it, you know, 20 years ago. Nice. Yes. Girlfriends next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, so um, actually, this was on Bob Saget's podcast uh, here for you. Um, he Bob Saget's Cash- podcast. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, which, you know, if you don't remember, Enterprise started September 26, 2001. So, oh, yeah. So, oh, it, yeah. So, literally, you know, a few days after 9-11, you've got Enterprise starting. And, uh, you know, of course, it, like uh, he says, uh, from the beginning, uh, from the beginning from until today, Star Trek stories have relevance. We haven't achieved vision or any shape or form. Of course, our series was colored by 9-11 happening. We were shooting, and then uh, that eventually took over our direction of our show in terms mm-hmm. of mirroring that event and casting into the studio and painting it with a Star Trek brush. All of a sudden, we had at least... Two and a half seasons, we were all basically finding that people had attacked Earth, facing them down, and what led to life in the universe. So, basically, they were taking some of the nine eleven things because we know about the Zindi, um, mm-hmm. you know, we know about some of that stuff. Of course, we we see some of the Earth first things that we, you know, see in the show. Um, the there was that you know that episode you know they talked about that, mm-hmm. um, um, and uh, and he and they asked him about season four. Um, you know, like if if budget cuts in the fourth season, and he felt like he was being it was less than, and he says, I don't have a memory of season four getting less. I know that we were spending money, uh, when we got out of the gate, we had huge numbers and we're just going crazy about it. We had also the misfortune of being on network television because all the other Star Trek shows were syndicated, so Mm -hmm. they just went in and they set up their deals and with all the little stations around America for seven years, and they went and made TV shows for seven years, which. We would have done also if we had been syndicated because we were on a network television subject to whims of the network and advertisers of all those things. We were lucky that we got the four years, but we didn't wow. get the seven that everybody else was getting in syndication. But it did feel like we were cheaped out on that last year. So, you know, very interesting aspect of that, um, you know, because, you know, people forget that Enterprise was actually the first show to be on. I mean, well, 
has known other than TOS since mm-hmm. TOS. Uh, it was the first show to be back on a network and yeah. UPN was that network. And so, um, you know, it, it, that makes a big difference because we saw that with TOS. They were, they were, you know, they were on CBS for three seasons and they had to fight for that third season. You know, the fans saved that, you know, uh, for that, save that third season. And, um, you know, so we know that networks are involved here and in, in, in do that kind of thing. Now, the difference now, we've got five shows in production right now, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that, about some of these shows and how they're premiering or when they're premiering. Um, Triple D, do you think it's different now that they're on these streaming platforms? Um, oh, yeah. Paramount controls? Million, um, mil- million times different because, as we said before, what launched, this whole, what launched the whole Paramount streaming app was Discovery. True. So, so basically, Star Trek... Paramount CBS put all their eggs into the Star Trek basket, and it is definitely panning out. As fucking internet again, god damn it! Okay, and so, so uh, I fucking hate Spectrum right now. So when you so so they put all their eggs into 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 the Star Trek basket, and they were able to um and they were able to parlay that into big big time. Um, subscription numbers. We've said before there are five shows in in, in production right now, mm-hmm. and all five shows are are fire, absolute fire. I mean, yeah. and now obviously there are certain fans that that don't like the way the Star Trek has gone, but you know, an old curmudgeon like me, an old curmudgeon conservative like me, when I watch Discovery, I don't get mad when I watch Discovery. Mm-hmm. I don't get mad when I watch other Star Trek series because on there because. They are, yes, yes. Obviously, Star Trek is always pushing agenda. They always have, mm-hmm. and they always will. But the way they do it, it's not as in your face as it is. And because they've conditioned us, as we were talking before about Voyager and Janeway having a female captain, so when they did discover, when they brought in Michelle Yeoh to basically, you know, be George Yeoh, to be the captain of the Shenzo, and she had the female first officer in Burnham, Mm-hmm. To me, I saw that. I was like, wow, you know what? I'm not mad because I'm conditioned that, you know what? Starfleet has lots of female cabinets, lots of female admirals. And they show that throughout the entire run of, of, of Star Trek. Yeah. So so these fans, they get all hot and bothered about, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. It's like, well, no, not not really. Yeah. And once I know some people got mad about the whole trill thing. And I was like, listen, guys, it's it's a trill. They, they, they don't know what gender they are because... They've been different genders throughout the time. And exactly. Athletes, as you saw in, in Deep Space Nine, they had the first girl on girl kiss. So I mean, but 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 to go back to it, you know, it's they're gonna, I mean, they, they can stream these shows for long for for as long as they want because they're not answering to you know sponsors. Yeah. They're answering to the people that subscribe to it. And if people want more Star Trek, they don't even give them more Star Trek. It's obviously. With with strange new worlds and and, and prodigy coming out, right? And exactly. uh, and and the discovery the, uh, and Picard. And I mean, you discovery know. and Picard. Yeah, I just I just I just hope that this season of Picard is has a little more upside to it and is just a little bit more you know not as dark. I mean, that's the the the, the only complaint I have is man, there's a lot of darkness mm-hmm. and and when. 
when as Stevie says, Star Trek, the future should be a little more bright, you know, it mm -hmm. shouldn't be as dark, you know. So right. I just I, I I really just hope that Picard isn't as dark. And mm. I'm looking forward. To, yeah, I know <laughs> not, exactly not from what I've seen so far. I, I know, mean, Jesus. Oh my you know, god. I mean I mean you know. but but still I, I I'm still going to enjoy it. Mm. But I'm gonna be like, oh God, come on, man. Can we just just have some yeah. happy stuff? But that's, that's where I think Strange New Worlds is going to come in. It's going to exactly. be that that you know, and there's there's been talk. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But you know, I think you know we do we do know and see that you know we you and I have seen that there is a darkness to this series so far. Mm -hmm. But I feel like these next few series are going to lighten that up. I mean. Um, which by Lower the way, Lower Decks is definitely lined it up. No, yeah, don't, Lower Decks. If you've not Lower, watched Lower Decks, Lower they just Decks finished their season. Fire, fire. It's great. It is so great. Absolute fire. Yeah, especially this last episode was great. Yeah. Um, so, but before they left, uh, they did mention that there might be a Quantum Leap reboot with him and Dean Stockwell coming back. Oh, yeah, baby. For people, Quantum Leap. Yeah. So, Quantum so, Leap. Oh, that was my that was my jam back in the day. That was your jam. That was, that was my jam, jam, man. Yeah. So you know, all right. And, uh, speaking of lower decks, we're gonna go over. We're gonna do some uh, quick shooting on some lower decks here. Um, so uh, if you haven't been watching lower decks, it's been incredible. Uh, Jeff, what are Jones, you doing now? Watching lower decks, you yeah. freaking smooth brains. Yeah, it is. It is the best. So. Um, Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 7 features the return of Jeffrey Combs back to another Star Trek playing oh this my evil God, computer. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> it was so oh, It was so good. It was so funny. Oh, oh my, my God. I know. You know. I love Oh my god! It's just Jeffrey Combs can do no wrong. No, and I mean, just the, how he played that that evil computer, and I mean, just just the funny things that they did. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious! And then then you go right into season eight where you had um, the uh, creature reminiscent to um, I want to say in the animated series the the one that could you know split into three parts and was coming oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everybody's doing the evaluations, and Blumler's the only one trying to do a hundred percent, and you know, keep everything going. It's you know, that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you, you got you know, episode uh, episode nine uh, where you, you got uh, you know, just the whole thing. All of them are just hilarious in and of itself. And then you had the last episode. Which they're not going to spoil the last episode for you, but no. there are so many Easter eggs in that, that. Oh my God. You know, there's the return of a certain character that you and I talked about before who magically disappeared. Mm -hmm. And this person comes back. So, uh, so it's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, if you're not watching the show, you're missing a bajillion Easter eggs. Um, yeah. You know, this year they introduced a new security guy who was from the race from the. Darmark and Jalad, you know, mm -hmm. uh, race and how they like he, you know, people expect him to talk that way and he just talks normal now. So, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, you know, so it's it's just really funny just to, like the, the Easter eggs that you're missing out on. Yeah, no, it, I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're like really good. And when, the, when the writers are just killing it. They're killing yeah. it on this. So if you want to have a fun take on Star Trek, watch lower decks it's really really good um you know, oh i'm sorry john no go ahead my girlfriend my, my my girlfriend likes uh lower decks too oh does she well i mean yeah i don't know many people who don't like the lower decks i know so. well you know we did have a fan 
early early on in the uh, podcast, he definitely was not a fan of lower decks, but yeah. he hasn't really said anything lately, so I don't mm. know. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. So James McAvoy is in the news. He wants to – he's hoping to get a Star Trek role, but he's worried really? that he's too old to play a young Picard. So, um, you know, he you know because, of course, he played, you know, Professor Xavier in, in the X-Men. Um, and he – but he, he wants to play a Star Trek. And mm-hmm. he, he says he's 42 now. Um, he's still he, young. That's not old. It's not old. But, you know, I mean, as far as, you know – Compared to you know Patrick Stewart, who's what in his what late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a uh, one of those things, and um, and maybe we could see him playing that. I mean, how would you feel about um, you know Star Trek Picard is down in his third season? Maybe would you would you want to see James McAvoy as a younger Picard? Hell yeah, you put McAvoy in the Stargazer. You have you have McAvoy play. Picard has his days on the Stargazer and bring back those uh, Wrath of Khan uniforms. Bring them right. back from on the Stargazer. Why not? I mean, I think that's good. McAvoy's a great actor. I mean, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And for him wanting to play in Star Trek, come on. You got to – I mean, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. If you can get if you can get James McAvoy to play in Picard, maybe even as a you know an episode or two of him on the Stargazer, ooh, Ooh, Brave New Worlds. No, that's too far. That's too far back. I was gonna say. You know, well, I actually, it. well, actually, I was listening. To, I, I bought the Audible book of uh, the Captain's Oath, which is basically uh, Kirk's uh, first uh, commission as a captain, mm. and he was actually the captain of a ship. The well, it's Sacagawea, but they but they pronounce it Sacagawea, wherever the, how that's yeah. how they pronounce it. But that was a an Einstein class. That was like a it was like the one Nassau big. Right, um, saucer ship, and that was at the time during when Pike was the captain of the Enterprise. So, how funny would that be when you see a young Kirk as the captain of that ship interact with Pike with the Enterprise? Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, and I was, and also, too, that also gave the whole origin of the Bones nickname, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I, I, I mean, that would be awesome because. On 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 the second Gawea, Bones was the CMO. Mm-hmm. So I figure, you know, I, I I hope. Well, I know Kurtzman and the writers of the shows. They are keeping in constant contact with the authors, Dane Ward, David Mack, Una McCormick, of the of the uh, Star Trek universe, and hopefully, they can do something where they can bring in. You know, uh, Kirk, for the Captain's Oath into Strange New Worlds. So I think that would just blow everyone's fucking mind mm-hmm. if they did that. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Did you did you remember um, back in the nineties, uh, William Shatner's Tech Wars? I remember the Tech Wars. Yeah. Okay. You know, he had books, and then they they made a, I think a TV series and some video games about it. Um, well, they're talking about. Bringing it back as an animated series. Ooh, that would yeah. be that would be awesome. Yeah, and so uh, and Shatner's involved with this according according to Deadline. Um, you know, it'll be a mixed reality animated series that will include an element of audience participation via mobile devices, according to um, what they're working on working on doing. 
Uh, you know, his Tech War series is nine novels released between 89 and 98 and was adapted to a live action television series that ran for two seasons between 94 and 96 in syndication on the USA Network. Um, but basically, it's on a future where the mind altering high tech drug named Tech had transformed society. And it starred uh, Greg Evans as Jake Cardigan, a private detective and former LAPD cop, and Shatner playing his boss and owner of the private the security company oh man so, that sounds really good yeah so i mean i don't know i i remember seeing a few things that i it was never like um like much yeah it wasn't like i was sitting down to watch like star trek with it i'd see it every now and then but um you know so i'm not a hundred percent i just remember the crazy they had crazy futuristic guns and you know like cool kind of cars and things like that so uh what do you think triple they should would you be down on watching something like this if this comes out? Hell yeah, hell yeah, I would. Listen, anything with Shatner in it is going to be outstanding. And the whole premise of this, I mean, this sounds, this is probably has every sci-fi guy, you know, wedding, wedding themselves. I mean, this is really good stuff. And it's animated, so they can go really, really, you know, crazy with everything in the world of animation animation so mm. and then they can bring in different voice actors in i mean i am i, I definitely want to see it i mean i think cbs um, paramount plus should do it as you know as part of their shows mm. mm-hmm. you know it's very interesting that you know if they do it you know because it was in syndication i'd be interested to see who is going to be the first to kind of you know grab something like that because you know, Shatner's a big name, you know, right now. Huge name. Everything going on. Huge name. And, you know, why not Why not attach something to that? So, um, you know, I, I definitely am interested in seeing where that goes, if they if they continue to go forward with it. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. So, so yeah. they, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've already seen, but they've already started production for season three of Picard. Yep. And, Real, and, already? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So the main ship for the first season of Picard was the La Serena, which is the independent freighter owned by uh-huh. Rios. Um, but but they have been showing all kinds of things from the next set for season three, and we're seeing lots of Elcar's interface. Um, really? Yes. So um, hmm. you know, on, for season three, so. Could Picard be on a Star Trek ship? There's actually they show uh, one warning where a starship, you know, the warp drive is offline. But you can kind of make out the outline of a ship, and it's not the La Serena. Um, oh, you have, yeah, you have a hypo spray in Medical Bay. Um, you know, there's a replicator. You can see, you know, kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely interesting. The story shows that they even show a bosun's whistle. Like you saw in um, uh, Star Trek VI: Undiscovered Country, um, mm. yeah. So, so we're seeing some things here that maybe, you know, and and, and in the picture, what may look like a 24th century uniform, um, okay, you know, and so so we're getting some things that maybe maybe Picard might be on a Star Trek or Starfleet style ship. Uh, for so season three. we're talking 24th century uniforms, which are mm-hmm. yeah, which is the you know the current one they're in. Yeah, and, and uh, the, you know the 
the thing I'm wondering though is now they want to do Picard for how many? They want to do Picard what for three seasons? Three seasons they... from what I've read. Three seasons. Okay. I get it that Patrick Stewart, you know, he's obviously older and he really can't. Mm-hmm. You really can't because you don't know what's going to happen. But here's my idea. Mm-hmm. Why not do the three seasons with with old Picard? And I don't know, kind of like, you know, have him right off into the sunset or have him go back into the uh, go back into the uh, Nexus or he's mm-hmm. there with everybody and he lives happily ever after. But then continue on with Picard, though. Do the do strictly Stargazer episodes, showcasing how he was able to get command of the Enterprise D. You know because everyone says you know oh he was this you know great captain, Stargazer, Picard maneuver, this and that. Well, let's see it. Yeah, let's see how he got command of you know my God of the greatest starship in Starfleet's history. You know, and especially a Galaxy class at the time, which is you know I mean it was the cream of the crop you know and you're promoting a guy that was the captain of a ship that was basically a bucket of bolts and you're giving him giving him the 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 the, uh the enterprise i mean come on yeah you know i mean what led to that that's what i would like to see after that but bring in mcavoy baby baby yeah why not yeah why not bring in mcavoy or you can or they'll find some other british actor that's in his 30s that's unknown and he could bring him in because at the time when picard was captain the stargazer picard had hair Mm -hmm. so you can do it do it like that or you can do or or hell how about this how about a mere universe series i'd love to see that that would be really interesting so who would you who would you focus on though i would probably focus well, I mean, you got to make sure that you got the right people, but fuck, I, I would do TOS. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first one where you saw them. Mm-hmm. And, you, I mean, obviously there are actors who could definitely pull off the Kirk, could definitely pull off Spock. You know, I mean, let me look at what, you know, Ethan Peck and Zachary Quino have done as Spock. They've done really well. So, sure, obviously they're they're out there. Cast them. Hell, bring in, bring in Nimoy's son. And bringing Shatner in there to help with the casting. Mm. I mean, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Leonard Nimoy better than his own son. Yeah. And obviously, Maybe the only other person I could think of is Google because apparently, right now, they're showing me an ad for Cisco's Creole Kitchen T-shirt that I should buy. So you should probably buy Cisco's <laughs> Creole Kitchen. I should buy it probably. <laughs> but no, I no, I don't disagree with you. Like that would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think to I think honestly to pull something like that off, you'd have to animate it. You know, uh if you wanted to go TOS route. I you see. know, I, I I mean, I don't know. There, there's I mean there's I, I I think I think doing live action and just kind of recasting those characters, I think it would be good. Would obviously, be. obviously you'd have everyone bitching. But you know what though? A lot of people didn't bitch about when Pine when Pine and Quainto when they redid Star Trek in two thousand nine, everyone loved it. And a lot of people like Zachary Quinto as Spock. Yeah, and I, I don't so. disagree with that. You know, I think he did a good job in in honoring yeah. that. But at the same time, too, 
you know, then you've got something like this. I, I don't know, you know, you've talked about, you know, the Star Trek year five. They just wrapped up the series finale. All good things. Oh, really? Okay. Is. Yeah. So beautiful. Uh, Perfect. So then, so then my book's in the mail then. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, episodes, uh, year five, 22, 23, 24, the last of it. Um, you know, but the five year mission finally is complete, uh, is what they're saying. Um, and, uh, and kind of ends it. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting, um, how that happens. Um, there's an introduction. It looks like there's an introduction of a Tholian into the Starfleet yes. Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's some other things going on. And then of course, uh, you know, there's a, a return of Gary seven. Yep. Uh, you know, um, and then, man, let me tell you something, Gary seven and ISIS, they fuck shit up. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see the end of it. And then there's actually even on top of that, because, you know, we we see this and it was very ambitious and very well done. I think from everything I've read and everything I've seen, they also did a uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, An epilogue, an issue, an epilogue issue um, where um, the life after the Enterprise um, Mm -hmm. it's it's episode 25, um, year five, number 25. So, the five years mission is over, but now it's time for the next adventure to begin. Join the crew of the Enterprise for the end of an old chapter in the beginning of a new. The special oversized epilogue from the entire year five writing team bridges the gap between the end of the five-year mission and the beginning of Star Trek, the motion picture. So mm-hmm. you're going to see what happens between the end of the five-year mission for the crew and coming up to everything that happens, you know, there. So there's um, a... The, the the motion picture gets a lot of love in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. There's a... <laughs> I know. I know. It's a, it's one of those things that, you know, not everybody, you know, has something that they can do, yeah. um, you know, or make all the best choices. But it, <laughs> it is what it is. So, um, but, you know, so that's interesting, which, you know, kind of ties into the fact that, you know, the Mirror War arrives October 12th, which just came out. So yep. the first episode of the Mirror War came out. So it uh, should be interesting to see that as well. Uh, as they finish one, they go into another. Um, uh, if you go to uh, trekmovie.com, their news, and you click on their news store, they actually have a five-page preview of what that next, uh, that le- that um star trek year five number 25 uh it came out october 6th but you can look at the five free five pages for free and see what's going to happen there um but yeah very interesting i thought you know very well done and um you know um i think uh uh sorry oh go ahead buddy Uh, uh, um but I, I think that's one way you could go about doing some of the stuff too. You know, I like I think I, I like the Picard countdown tie-ins. I like the, you know, the, um, you know, with the, the for the first movie, the the countdown story series, the comic series they did for mm-hmm. for that one. You know, I think the comics are a really great way to, oh uh, yeah, you know, to tie to to tie in some of these things. Um, and that's, I think, one of the big, been one of the big advantages with the Star Trek franchise is mm-hmm. that you have so many multimedia aspects that you can go through to be able to make something work. You know, I mean, we see it with the uh, cartoons. You mm-hmm. know, we see it with the you know the other stuff that happens. 
Um, I mean, heck, the fact that Saturday Night Live, by the way, I don't know if you watched Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. Uh, Owen Wilson was Jeff Bezos. Yep. Yep. They did a whole bit about Ego Quest, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a mix between Star Trek and, and Galaxy Quest and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yep. um, I, you know, the fact that they're having to do that, I mean, you have all this kind of fun stuff. You I mean, you even have things like um, they have now have Star Trek wines, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one or not. Yeah, no, I did see that one. I, I yeah. wish I could order wine, but I live in communism, so I can't get anything. Well, you know, yeah, not like us in Texas, which, by the way, same thing. If you go to StarTrekMovie.com, you can win some uh, wine that from the creators. Um, let me see here. Where is that? Sorry. Um, let's see if it's still available. Uh, win one of the three Star Trek wine prizes. Uh, there's a Canard red wine blend. Okay. Um, it says like a two pack of Canard red wine blend sells for $120 and will start shipping December 2021. And Dory, how, how much is it for Canard? $120 for two bottles, Good so $60, Lord. A $60 a bottle for the red or red blend. The fucking, the fucking Canard better be good, yeah. So it's a red blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Petite Syrah, and Petite Verdot. Oh. Okay. Um, it says a mixture that results in a dark, rich wine with notes of ripe blackberries and juicy blueberries, velvety tannins, and a long, delightful finish. Um, this is, but the most important question: Would Golden Cod approve? Of course, um, it would. A, yeah, we have an Andorian Blue Chardonnay, um, mm. and 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 the wine is blue, um, not the bottle. Um, and so the the two pack of the Andorian Blue Chardonnay sells for a hundred dollars. Um, yeah. And so it says the bottle comes filled with a premium Chardonnay from St. Lucia Highlands. Uh, it's been mm. aged 12 months prior to bottling and delivers delicious notes of citrus, peach, and apricots with a bright, fresh acidity, lush mouthfeel, and a long finish. So nice. um, very interesting. And then there's also, let's see. Oh, you can go to StarTrek.com to see the whole thing. Um, let's see. You can win. The first prize winner wins a Chateau Picard wine crate. And $300 Star Trek Wines gift card. Uh, mm. That's the grand prize. First prize is uh, a Canard bottle empty with topper and glass topper for $45. And then mm. second prize is Federation Metal Medallion Wine Label. Um, oh, nice. So if you go to those, you know, if you go to the uh, that. So let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to StarTrekWines.com just to see. Because apparently those are the new offerings, the Canard and the um, Andorian Blue. They also have a Chateau Picard. Um, they have a special reserve old vine Zinfandel from the United Federation of Planets, a special reserve United Federation of Planets, Planets Sauvignon, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and then they have a Klingon. Let's see, uh, what is it called? Klingon Bloodline, yeah, the Klingon Bloodline. Yeah, I want some. I want some Romulan ale. That's what I want to get. Is Romulan yeah. ale. If they, I love, they don't. They don't I, technically I have it yet. I love the uh, Star Trek wine. Um, the Romulan ale bottles. Those are so cool. Mm. Well, I mean, just for me, the bottles alone would be fucking cool. The bottles have. are cool. The bottles are yeah. very very cool. They say, especially when you see the Canar one. Um, I mean, it looks yeah. like a bottle of Canar, and the Andorian. Blue is very, very cool uh, as well. Um, and then they have where you can get a 
Canar and a Chateau Picard or Canar and a Bloodline. They have different kind of deals where you can get um, you get an Endorian Blue and a Cardassian Canar. You know, if you wanted to, they have a they have an actual Chateau Picard uh, Crew Bourgeois imported from uh, Bordeaux, France, which is limited wow. edition. So yeah, that's, that, that's probably expensive. Uh, let's see if I, I'm, I'm clicking order now just to see. 120, $120 for a two bottle pack. Okay, it's, well, that's not too bad. Yeah, 2017 vintage. So, you know, not too bad there. Um, you know, for that, they have where you can get a four pack, two bottle packs. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's lots of different things you can do. Yeah, um, actually, you know, I, you I'm get, on there right now looking too. Yeah, so, yeah, you can get, you can get Chateau Picard, a show prop replica engraved 12 bottle blue crate that sold out. But you could you could have gotten one of those. So you know. hold on, wait a minute. We currently do not ship internationally. We can ship to the following states. Oh, wait a minute. New York is in there. Hey, someone might oh, be getting some wine. I didn't know that. Texas. Okay. Why does it say Texas at the top though? Texas is in it. Texas, Colorado, Michigan. Yeah, they don't ship to Delaware, Indiana, Kentucky, which I'm surprising. North Carolina. Wow. Wow. If you want to get all five bottles, 250 bucks. Really? Yeah. So I I, I know they got the, what is it, the Armada. Where is it? I just, just, the top is the Armada, the full Armada, the six bottle pack, the 310 bucks. Okay. That includes, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, they, the the five, the Armada is a five bottle. I see here 250. It includes Mm -hmm. everything but the Picard. So, yeah, no, this, this this one here includes the card. And then, I mean, and I'm looking, I'm like, damn, should I pull the trigger? Or should I tell my girlfriend, hey, what do you have this for, 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 for Christmas? <laughs> nah, nah. Pull the trigger. I'll just pull the fucking trigger. Due to state laws, currently not shipping Picard to Colorado. Oh, they're not shipping the Picard to Texas. Weird. See, I can't get the, I can't get that. That's why it only says the the Armada five pack for me. Okay, so yeah, so I got the Armada, so I can. Which I don't know why I don't know why they're not shipping the Picard to Texas, Colorado, Michigan, Missouri, and Texas, due to state laws, currently not shipping to Colorado, Michigan, Missouri, or Texas. And this is this is fucking t- tyranny. Okay, you should be able to ship whatever you want. Okay, that's bullshit. I, I don't know. Whatever. Except for bombs and anthrax. So. Yeah. Which we could probably do that in Texas. Well, you can do anything in Texas, but you can't get Chateau Picard in fucking Texas. Apparently, apparently not. That's <laughs> a, a fucked up shit, bro. Yeah, well, you know. Oh my god, is. I can't get Chateau Picard. Well, that's that's crazy. I can get Chateau Picard in in the in New, state of New York. Yeah, you can't get Chateau Picard in Texas. Freedom, yeah. freedom, uh, freedom. Oh man, goodness! So, all right. So, let's see. Um, have you have you watched any Prodigy yet? Did it come out? Uh, yes. When when did it come out? So let me see here. Oh no, wait. It's, it's supposed to come out soon because they just released. Um, um. Let's see. Okay, so no, it hasn't quite come out yet because they're waiting for Lower Decks to finish. Um, because Lower Decks just finished, actually. Yeah, they, they just, just finished, finished so it should be the finale. next one. Um, but they did release November eighteenth as the Discovery's actual start date. 
okay for for season four. Oh, I am stoked! Can't wait for that. Yeah, it looks good. I like the new uniforms. I don't know if you've seen pictures. Of the I, have. I, how do, I have. How do you feel about the uh, the Fungi design? The what? Did you see the trailer with the new Fungi design in there? You know, I mean, it's. I get it. I mean, you're kind of redesigning everything when it comes to Star Trek. And it is the, what is it, the 31st century? Right. Shit's going to change. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't. Years ago. Yeah. Shit changes, okay? And for all those people who say, well, it's, it's not the same. It's like, yeah, it's not supposed to be the same. It's the 31st century, asshole. Okay, right. come on. Shit evolves. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah, no, it's it's sad that people are complaining about it when I'm like, God, you know, people and, and like somebody said, well, maybe this was, you know, they you know they're referencing that storyline of when Quark and Groka, um, the Klingon chick. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, said that, you know, this this guy was like an offspring of that or something. And I'm like Well, I mean, listen, I mean, who cares? It's who cares? it happens. I mean, so maybe their ears got smaller. Yeah. What do you want? It's it's a cool design. It goes with Discovery how it is. You can't listen. You you can't just plop, you know, Ferengi's from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine into Discovery on how it is. No, no. It, every things have to be upgraded a little bit. When they yeah. redid the when they redid the Enterprise on Discovery, they did some upgrades to it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I didn't bitch about it. And I'm an original series guy. So guess what? Eat a fucking dick. Deal with it. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Just relax. Chill the fuck out. Appreciate what you got. No. I I still remember when when Daniel Craig came out as Bond. He's got blonde hair. He's got blue eyes. What the fuck? He's only like five. I was like, guys. I get it. He's not. He's not the stereotypical James Bond that we're all used to. And you know, I was like, well, you know, let me see. Let me just see what happens. You know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck. He's like one of the best Bonds ever. So, yeah. the fuck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And appreciate what you, again. Appreciate what you got. You know. I yeah. Mean, exactly. You know. I mean, he. You know. I mean. I mean, Connery's still my guy, but dude, I I have a hard argument for like Craig being one A. You know, as far as Bond goes. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, you know. to, to, I mean, I, I I grew up with Roger Moore, so to me, like Roger Moore is like I he's all time. I love Moore because he's the quintessential British gentleman, right? And I, a lot of people say Moore relied on the gadgets. Yeah, Moore did rely on the gadgets, but if you look at a movie like a movie for your eyes only, where he hardly used any gadgets, mm-hmm. he he showed that with his smarts. And just his sheer, just you know, knowledge of being a British secret agent, that he's really fucking good, and that he really, you know, knocked it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was good. So um, we do know. Um, not only do we know that uh, Discovery season and season four starts November 18th. Uh, Strange New Worlds is wrapped. They're filming. You know, so yep. they're all done. They're in product post production now. Um, and Prodigy's getting ready to release. So, I mean, things are clicking along here, and we know Picard's in Season 3 already. They're getting their stuff done. Um, but, you know, one thing that we did see is uh, Brett Spiner um, released a book, and it's called oh, uh, wow. 
fan fiction. It says uh, a mem noir inspired by true events. It's a it's it's a kind of autobiography slash fiction memoir crisscross, and uh, it's very <laughs> interesting. And he he kind of released a funny joke because um, you know they pushed uh, Shatner's launch back a day, and he went on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and it released on the twelfth. And he sent a funny tweet out saying, "Hey, uh, thanks, Bill." For pushing your launch back a day to not mess up with my book, <laughs> my book, you know, and so you know it's very interesting. And and from what they're seeing, um, is there's a lot of really it's a detective yarn, uh, but it's also his memoir. So it's a fun fiction kind of read. So if you're looking for something interesting and fun to read, uh, go check out Brett Spiner's book. It's it's definitely interesting. Um, I know you can find it on. Um, uh, it's twenty four uh, forty nine for hardcover, uh, mm-hmm. published by St. Martin's Press. Two hundred fifty six pages, so not not you know huge, but uh, no. it's going to be a good page turner and uh, lots I of don't, fun. I don't think it's on Audible yet, so I know when it gets on Audible, they'll they'll probably have Brett Spiner read it. So I'll definitely want to listen well, to that. Speaking of that, it says the next generation cast reunites for audiobook of Brett Spiner's fan fiction. So, really? Yeah. So it says next week, St. Martin's Press releases a new novel by Brett Spiner. And they said, we have some audio excerpts to get you started. Um, so apparently, if you go to this uh, trekmovies.com, trekmovie.com, their news page, um, some of his, they have some clips of Brett Spiner. Um, and then there's going to be Gates McFadden is going to be on there as well. Um, and they show a picture of uh, Patrick Stewart, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, and LeVar Burton all um, looks like they're going to be putting in some um, of their voices oh, for awesome. part of this book. So it looks good. It looks looks interesting. Um, even uh, Myrna Sirtis, you know, Jeannie mm. Francis, you know. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, so uh, definitely definitely worth checking out. I think it's going to be a fun read. Um, where you get a little bit of that Star Trek flavor, but more in a fictional uh, way. So, um, and, and speaking of Spiner, he also hints at a new character in Star Trek season two. Oh so, yeah, it's, uh, he's because I because I, I was on Trek movies, I was checking it out. He's uh, the Nunyan uh, Singh soon, right? Yeah, but apparently not the one that we saw. You know that he you know before it says I can't really? tell you. I can tell you I'm a member of the Soong family and I'm not playing a character I've ever played before. Interesting. So, yeah, so it's it, it's interesting. So we we know he played Eric Soong in, in Enterprise mm-hmm. and Noonien Soong um, in there. But, uh, you know, maybe it's a 21st century because we do know Picard goes back to the 21st century. Um, so maybe it's a Soong character from back then. Um, cool. We also know he played Data and Lore. So um, he, it's a new character. So, you know, of course, you know, Triple D, I think you can't tell a story about Picard without some kind of Brett Spiner data type, you know, yeah. character involved. Um, you know, so how do you feel about hearing this, that he's going to be playing, um, you know, because we thought he's going to be playing Alton Indigo, Indigo soon, who was mm-hmm. the, the, the soon that they saw last year. Um, yeah, yeah. At the end of the last season, but it says he's not doing that. So, huh. how do you feel about this? You know, um, I'm excited to see what soon he plays. Because I mean, yeah. obviously he's got to play as soon. I mean, 
He can't just be Bob off the fucking street. Right. You know, so or maybe he's did he ever now at the end of Nemesis, did he ever get before going? Well, so it, it's interesting. Some some of the lore says yes, some says no. So in Picard, they said that you know before never worked. But in uh, another comic storyline, he did because he was Data was the captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it was in the um, it was in the Picard countdown. No, it was it was in the no, it was in um. Star Trek 2009 countdown. Yeah, the, the, the countdown there. Because yeah, the they said they used yeah. the before body to get him back. And, yeah. and um and in and in the Star Trek novels, he's before us brought back as the Android Data. I mean, he's given mm-hmm. all of Data's things. So um right. memories and that would be something. Wouldn't it be something if he comes back and plays before? It'd be something. That would be know. interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So, you know, we see a lot of that going on um, with Trek. There's lots of speculation, lots of things coming on. But I think the thing that, you know, we haven't talked about, which we're making our main point today, is the biggest new story of all. And yes. uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to issue our black alert right now. So if uh, Money MacGyver, if you will go ahead and do that right now. Money! We're going to issue our... our uh, Black Alert, because we're talking about our main point today, which you all knew it was coming. We're going to be talking about William Shatner, Captain Kirk, <laughs> going to space. Yeah, baby. The edge of space or space light, whatever you want to call it, however you want to do it. In a giant penis rocket. In <laughs> a giant penis <laughs> rocket. Jeff Bezos's penis rocket. Uh, <laughs> did you watch? Hey, Triple, did you watch this? Did you see it? I did see it. I was at work and I had I had we had the news on that day, believe it or not. Usually I never turn the, the TV on because you know the news is just just alienates everyone. It gets everyone, it gets everyone all riled up. So mm. but but that day uh the, the TV was on and I was watching and I watched it went out of space and it was it was crazy. I mean it, it was nuts. Let's see yeah. a 90 year old man go up in outer space. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it goes. It goes to show what I mean. Yeah, obviously, obviously, he's he's not as skinny as he was back when he played Kirk or TJ Hooker or whatever. But to be active and to keep going, to keep your mind going, it shows that age is just really just a number. Mm -hmm. You see what Shatner does. He's the fucking goat. Yeah, plain and simple. He is the goat, and and I, I know we debate about sci-fi actors and who's the best sci-fi actor. I'm 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 sorry. Apologies to everyone that played a captain on Star Trek. Apologies to everyone in Star Wars. Apologies to everyone everywhere for, for every sci-fi series. William Shatner is the greatest fucking sci-fi actor ever. Bar none. Yeah, and. Probably one of the greatest actors ever to, to to ever live, and for him to do what he did, it, impressive, absolutely impressive. And my mother called me, and she goes, "Did you see your hero go up in outer space?" I was like, "I did see my hero go up in outer space, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome." So yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was a profound thing to see. It was interesting to watch. Uh, you know, they they do this out of Texas, 
um, you know, way out. Well, obviously, do it out of Texas. Well, because I mean, we're awesome. And Texas is of, fucking awesome. It is great. And so, uh, you know, uh, they go out uh, to the ships in the the fully electric Rivian uh, trucks. I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, I don't know if you've seen the specs on those things. Those things are pretty badass. Really? Um, yeah, they look very, very cool. If I wasn't getting a, I'm in the market for a new vehicle, and I'm I'm probably going to get a Hyundai Santa Cruz. That was a yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. But uh, if I was, if I had the money, man, I would get one of those Rivians. They look pretty neat, you know. How much are they anyway? Where they, where they about two hundred thousand dollars? Seventy seven grand. That's not bad. That's not bad for what no. compared to what what test what uh yeah the, the, what, uh, the, the Cybertruck is yeah, yeah what the Cybertruck is so yeah, yeah. no it's a it's definitely the, interesting yeah the only the only the only thing is with with that is if you buy like an electric vehicle. You're not helping the environment out. You're only hurting it because yeah. lithium batteries cannot be recycled. And yeah, to mine the lithium, it's 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 the worst thing ever. So yeah, and of so course also, the charging yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You're still using, yeah. you know, yeah. lots of things. So, so I get so, it. I mean, so, oh, I'm sorry, John. So all those people that that drive all those electric cars and stuff, guess what? Keep on stiffing your own farts because you're, you're ruining the environment, asshole. Yeah, you're still doing it. And we, yeah. have, we have, and of course, you have the issue of um, if you're out. Finding a place to charge, you know exactly. Because, you know that those are going to be issues as well. But if mm-hmm. you didn't watch this, they, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can see the whole mission and flight. It, it didn't take more than what ten minutes, yeah, you know, or twenty minutes, I think, for them to go up and then come down. But still, um, the fact that you had a ninety-year-old man survive a launch, you know, and um, you know went up at around launch and then. You know, come back down to re-enter. Yeah, it, yeah, re-entry. It, yeah, yeah. It's less than about eleven minutes, sixty miles above the Earth. But to be able to float and do that, and then come back in a capsule created by a guy who ran Amazon. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's just interesting to watch this thing go, and then uh, to watch his talk of like what it was like afterwards. And of course, you had the controversy of just Bezos, like kind of brushing him off a little bit while he's having this existential moment. Yeah. You know, um, but only as William Shatner could have said it, you know, that I think he really, I, I don't know if you watched any of what he said afterwards. It's a, uh, you know, it's very interesting to, he talked about a profound moment for him. Yeah. I mean, obviously it, uh, it'd be a profound moment for anybody. Yeah. You know, you know. for, for, for him playing a, a starship captain, on a TV show, yeah, to be off in outer space, and all of a sudden, at the age of ninety years old, to finally go up into outer space, right, and to see the Earth, and then come back down and survive it at ninety years old, uh, uh, to be a profound moment for like anybody, you know, yeah. and it's just unreal. Yeah, and I mean the memes that have come out of it, you know, have been hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, you know, I mean, someone showed you know, his his looking back with a shock look, and there's a Klingon ship, you know, coming up on the on the capsule. Uh, someone blasphemously put, you know, the Millennium Falcon and Star Wars fight scene, you know, in yeah, one, I know. one scene. Uh, Papa Don sent me that one. Yeah, and then uh, you know the, but also too the just the. You know the the funny things that we you know someone asked Trek uh, asked Picard to bring a model of the Enterprise to indicate that they're in zero gravity, and he said, "Oh, my bags are packed." You know, and uh, you know, referencing his Rocket Man kind of 
spoof yeah. that he did. Oh back god, in the day. that was you know? the most epic. That was the most epic thing ever. Yeah. So you know, um, and uh, you know, and apparently he released that he was supposed to be on the original flight, but Jeff Bezos picked his brother instead of him. You know. Uh, because they were supposed to go on the first flight together with Jeff Bezos. That's some fucking nepotism right there. Yeah, I know, right? And so, um, you know, apparently this is the 18th uh, trip, but so only the second with people. So Blue Origin, they've they've flown um, Blue Origin um, 18 times, but only the last two have actually taken people. Um, Hmm. So... So, so, the, so the giant penis has gotten off eighteen times. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't. I'm, so I'm sorry. It's, I, I, it's just I, I, not I just legal. It's just not legal to yeah. to to really. Oh, really? Insert. It's just okay. not legal to insert. You know. Okay. They did it at seven because that's why they that's why they did it in Texas because at seventeen, age of consent is legal at seventeen. So hmm. that's why they I were able you. to insert people into space <laughs> on the seventeenth. <laughs> well, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Seventeen is a legal consent age in Texas. Yeah. It is. God, you guys are some fucking pedophiles down there. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. They but... should probably raise the age up a little bit. I know, I know, but you know, it is what it is. So... Nineteen or to me, to me, if I ever become a politician, I think the legal consent age here in New York, I think it's eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, I would probably raise it to like twenty-one. <laughs> that's 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 just me. But then, of course, you know. Once you do something like that, though, you're just going to get people that want to break the law because it'll be taboo, and they'll yeah. just and they'll probably even more abuse, probably. I bet. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's just you know, but I mean, we this is this is a guy famous for being a Star Trek captain and yeah. gets to go to space. You know, I mean, but here's here's the question: Was it was it deserved? Did he deserve to go to space? Yes. Totally. I mean, you look at what Star Trek has inspired, what he helped to inspire throughout the years. Of course he did. You know, if Leonard Nimoy was alive, he definitely deserved to go into into outer space. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, it's, yeah, he, he deserved it because why not? He's William yeah. fucking Shatner, Captain James T. fucking Kirk. Of course he deserves to go into outer space. Yeah. Personally, he should bring up Patrick Stewart. He should bring up Avery Brooks, he should bring up all the Star Trek captains up into outer space. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. No, I mean, and yeah, and believe me, the the Star Trek name has helped uh, Jeff Bezos make some money because he sells a lot of Star Trek shit on Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. So, do you feel that uh, uh, Shatner is an astronaut? Technically, yes, he is an astronaut. So if we're doing the Cosby math, yes, he is an astronaut. Who <laughs> do the Cosby math? He's Cosby like, math. Yeah. I explained Cosby math to my girlfriend and she was mortified, but she goes, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. No, shout I mean, out. Shout out. Uh, big sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big sale. But, did you know, he's not the first person to be on Star Trek to be in space. Yes, he is not. It was a... um. Oh God! She was a female. NASA. She played a trans transport chief, and she was actually in NASA. Yeah, and she played on Star Trek, and then she eventually went into outer space. So, so vice yeah. versa, vice versa. Yeah. She was in space first before she got on Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, she I'm had sorry. gone. She had gone on missions first, 
um, before going into Star Trek because she was an African-American woman and she was one of the first to go into space. And so Star Trek brought her on the show for that very reason. And so Mm -hmm. she got to go to space and was actually, because people were like, oh, it's the first Star Trek. And then like the last couple of days I've been saying, Shatner is not the first, uh, you know, Act, you know, Star Trek actor in space, and they bring up this this uh, lady who worked in engineering as a transporter chief, but she was actual NASA astronaut and had gone into yeah. space and uh, then was on the show for Next Generation. So yeah, uh, I mean, but I mean, but it's yeah. I know you're, 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 being you're yeah, you're kind of splitting hairs there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, she was an astronaut first, and then she yeah. appeared on Star Trek. It wasn't like you know Shatner where he was an actor all his. Where he was a Star Trek actor for most of his career, and then all of a sudden hopped on the rocket and like went up. So, but yeah. you know, I get it. I get it because you know the fans are nitpicky and they like to split fucking hairs because yeah. you know, they're it is because you know but... they they because they can be rotten. So right, yeah. But I mean, how how big of this deal is this for Star Trek in the in the Star Trek series for fans for anything like that? Do you feel? I mean, is this like a on a scale of one to five or one to ten, where would you put this, Triple D? It has to be the Sean Spears perfect ten because I don't see any other. I don't see Star Wars actors going up to outer space or any other sci-fi series actors going up to outer space. I see Star Trek people going up to outer space. Mm-hmm. Star Trek has always been based somewhat in reality. And that's the difference with Star Trek from other sci-fi series. That legit, you can believe that there is the fucking Enterprise up in outer space. That mm-hmm. there are different types of alien races. That that the technology that they inspire is coming to life now. So it only puts a stamp on how Star Trek is basically. Star Trek is pop culture. Star Trek is. It's it, it's ingrained in, in in all of us now. I mean, mm-hmm. Scotty, beam me up. I mean, how many times? I, everyone knows that the just the the transport. I, I, it's just the the, the Star Trek cell phones, the iPads, anything. I mean, the, the Enterprise. You, you say the Enterprise, people immediately. Oh, you mean you mean the spaceship? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's part of the culture and. To have Shatner, probably, you know, the big, you know, the big piece of the culture of Star Trek culture to go up into outer space to the rocket that only solidifies that Star Trek is the best sci-fi that that there is, and it is the sci-fi that's inspired, you know, scientists, engineers, astronauts, and people to basically, you know, reach for the stars and mm-hmm. explore the galaxy. So that's. What I believe, I mean, like James Doohan would get letters from, you know, from, from, from students that were going doing engineering. I mean, and same thing with uh, uh, Roxanne Dawson from, from Voyager. She'd have girls <laughs> writing her saying, you know, hey, you know, I am now an engineer because I watched you on Voyager and I, and I can see that females can do anything too, that women can be engineers. So, Star Trek inspired an entire uh, generation and expired so many generations. Mm-hmm. So it's only fitting that, you know, that it would be a 10 for Shannon to go in outer space to put the fucking cherry on everything. And the first ever 
Space Shuttle, what was it called? The Enterprise. Enterprise. The Enterprise. They, they, they wrote it in. They got it changed. They wrote it in. They wrote it in. And w the entire cast was there at, you know, mm -hmm. when it went off. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's. Yeah. There's a famous picture of like Takei mm -hmm. and um, uh, DeForest Kelly and yeah. James Doohan and uh, all of them just sitting right there in the crowd as the yeah. Enterprise is getting wheeled out of the. The hangar getting ready to go get to launch. So, um, and, and also too, by the way, can I say about George Takei? Can George Takei stop being so fucking bitter? Oh my gosh, I was. I, I mean, was going to bring that up. That was. I, I. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it's enough is enough. Okay. I mean, you know, seriously. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, Sulu is still a major character. People love Sulu. There's no need for you to be such a bitter, bitter person on Twitter towards Shatner. And just be bitter towards everybody, just in general. It's like, God, it's like, what is wrong with you, man? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, you've done well for yourself. You're a, you're a famous actor. You've you've made millions of dollars. You've helped, you know, usher in, you know, rights for gay people. I mean, you've done a lot. It's like, why are you so bitter? Mm -hmm. Enjoy this now, you know. And 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 I get it that him and Shatner didn't get along. But I thought that him and Shatner actually, you know, kind of buried the hatchet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But uh, but uh, what 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 was the article? Uh, what did your article say, uh, John? Okay, so in here, uh, this is what it says: <laughs> On Thursday, October fourteenth, Takei took a stab at Shatner, telling Page Six he's boldly going where other people have gone before. Uh, the eighty-four-year-old discussed his former co-star during the opening thoughts of a colored man on Wednesday night, saying he's a guinea pig, ninety years old, and it's important to find out what happens. So, ninety years old, he's going to show a great deal more on the wear and tear on the human body. So, a good specimen to study. Takei said, although he's not the fittest specimen of ninety years old, so he'd be a specimen that's unfit. And so, um, and then Shatner responded on Twitter, and this yeah, is his, I mean, this is his response. Uh, don't hate George. The only time he gets press is when he talks bad about me. He claims 50 plus years ago that I took away a camera angle that denied him 30 more seconds of primetime TV. I'm giving it back to him now by letting him spew his hatred for the world to see. Bill the pig. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, and uh, of course, uh, Takei was, of course, we saw Prince William um, yeah. criticizing and you know, about, you know, the, the, the launch and saying um, that we should be working on saving the earth. Um, by know, the way, earth first kind of aspect, you know? Yeah. So. By the way, uh, tell Prince William um, to like fuck off and that yeah. we do shit here in America and uh, you know, that's what we do and worry about fucking England and you know what? Fuck off. Seriously. Yeah. Just, 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 just fuck off because uh, for foreign people should have no opinion in American politics. So right, yeah. Worry about your own fucking sad state of a fucking country, okay? Because I yeah. mean, England is going down the fucking shitter, and it's sad because England used to be a really great country, and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, and, and by and by the way, fuck him, fuck him, fuck Harry, fuck Meghan Markle, fuck the entire royal family, okay? Because they're all no fucking good. So there you go. Yeah, no, it's 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 sad that you know again this at times it shows the pettiness of humanity that we're not anywhere near where the Star Trek universe wants oh, God, us to be. No, you know, obviously not. No, you know, um, 
because here is something that's just meant to be fun. Shatter going to space, oldest person ever, yeah. 90 years old, and we got like people just, shitting on it. Because, exactly. You know, I mean, it, it's sad, really, that we have to go about that way. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, that is what's happening nowadays, is that, um, you know, people can't let things be. They have yeah. to they have to get their own their own shit in. They have to get their own opinion in. Guy, again, it goes back to like you and I talked about with um, with Star Trek and people complaining about designs or whatever. Guys, enjoy Star Trek for what it is. Appreciate enjoy it. Giving. Exactly. You know, this is one of those things. Same thing. Let's appreciate what we're being given right now. We're given a gift of yeah. you know William Shatner going to space at ninety years old. Um, let's appreciate that for what it is you know exactly you know so it it's it's the uh it's the thing that you know you kind of wonder uh it, it just brings you back to we see where star trek wants us to be and are we it feels like at times that we're going that opposite direction you know um and and that's oh, no the, big time yeah no we we are and it's really sad yeah that's that's the that's the, the crazy part you know is that you know, and the sad part is that we're not moving that direction. We're not moving that way that we we that Roddenberry aspired us to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the sad part. You know, is that you know it feels like we're going backwards. You know, yeah. So and that, and that's you know um, you know uh, I don't know I don't know I just I, I wish sometimes. You know, I've been, I've been, I don't know, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've, you saw earlier today, but like I've been dealing a lot with myself and yeah. relationships and how I treat people and, and things along those lines. And, you know, I've made a concerted effort to work on myself and be better. Um, you know, especially on how I treat people and, and relationships in general, you know, being more open, developing actual friendships instead mm-hmm. of acquaintances yeah. and along those lines. And I think part of that is, you know, people don't want that. They they want to protect themselves, so they go about this way, and they do this so that they feel like they're superior and they're protected, and they're they're not having to be open and vulnerable. Um, and and that's that's not what we're called to be. We're called to be in relationships. Yeah, whether exactly. you're talking about whether you believe in God or not, I'm not even going to go into that aspect of it. It's just just humans yeah. in general as creatures, we are designed to be social. We are designed to be unique and social Mm -hmm. and a part of a community. I mean, that's one of the things that um, uh, lots of these sci-fi shows talk about. I think Star Trek and then even, um, you know, Babylon 5 talk about humans that create societies. That's their biggest strength is they go to these places and they build communities. They build societies. They build places for people to come and belong. And that is a strength in humanity. And so... You know, that's where we should be, and that's where we should be going. But yet, at the same time, too, we can't let things be. We can't appreciate yeah, no, what no. they are. You know, and I mean, I, yeah. I, it's sad, you know, honestly. You know, no, it, 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 it really is. And this all beef started over a fucking camera angle. Yeah. Back in 1966. It's like, guys, come on. Let's, you know... George, you were in six Star Trek movies where you got a lot of pub. Star mm-hmm. Trek six, you were a fucking captain. They made you a captain. You know, the LBGTQ scene out there in California, you all fight for gay rights. 
which to me, it's like, listen, you know, everyone had, oh, you know, I was like, I, I don't care what you do. Just treat people with respect, treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And that's how I go throughout my life. You know, I treat people the way I want to be treated. So, and I, I basically, you know, that gets reinforced by watching Star Trek because you see how, you know, people treat each other. They treat each other with respect. They treat each other with, with kindness. You know, they looked at the best what human beings have to offer. And I try to do that in my life. Sometimes I sometimes I falter because guess what? I am human. And there's only one perfect being out there. And we all know he's up there. We killed him. There was yeah, one we person did. Through, yeah. and we killed him. You know? <laughs> we killed him. There you go. They go show you how, how fucked up we really are. So, and it's just, you know, I people just need to be better. People need to stop. It's all about the person. It's never about the individual. It's not about the family. It's everyone's like, well, I want to be do. I want to do me, 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 me. It's like, guys, I get it. You know, you have to take care of yourself, but you need to make sure that you help other people out, that you open yourself up exactly to relationships, that you develop these bonds with people that are going to forge and help you throughout the rest of your life. You know, I mean, the, if you look at the dating scene now, it's, it's so bad <laughs> because nobody, nobody, nobody wants to date anymore. They don't want to get to know each other. And it's just terrible. I mean, humans have become less and less social because of the technology, the phones, everyone, everyone you can literally look at a group of people sitting at a table they're not talking to each other. They're talking to each yeah. other via texting. It's like, guys, come on. You know, this is not the society that Star Trek shows. You look at all the Star Trek, you know, series. Everyone's talking to each other. Everyone's in the rec room. Everyone's playing chess. Everyone's learning about something. They're learning and they're sharing that. And we're not doing that. We're, we're, we're not. And it doesn't matter who's in power. <coughs> and it, it doesn't matter because this has been an ongoing um, just dilemma whether no matter who's in charge it's been going on for the last 20 or the last like 30 years and the only way it can change is if basically society the media if everyone just says fucking let's you know you know let's get back to those old values that we had where we cared for each other mm-hmm. you know where we weren't wishing death upon people where we weren't out there trying to cancel everybody. We're trying to understand everyone's point of view. Okay? It's not just one person's right. No, 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 no. You have to. And that's with me. I listen to, every, I listen to everyone's point of view. I listen to everyone's point of view. And eventually, you know, if I, if I disagree with it, we have a little discussion. But it doesn't get heated. Um, he doesn't want to cancel me. I don't want to cancel them. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to go back to. There's no civility anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an attitude. Everyone is disrespectful. And it's just awful. And this is going to lead, uh, basically, this is helping lead to the, you know, just the end of society as, as we know it. And this is not good. I mean, these, obviously, in Star Trek, the original series, you talk about the, the great, you know, War that almost destroyed Earth. And if you listen to the audiobooks, you listen to it, 
about how it's become so militarized and everything else. And there's so much tension going around and you see what's going on now. You're like, Oh fuck. I mean, could it really happen? Mm -hmm. And you just fear for your life. And it's just guys, you know, let's not do that. Let's avoid that. You know, let's, you know, let's, I know, you know, some people, they think, you know, they think, you know, what would Jesus do? That's great. Some people who are atheists, how about this? What would Gene do? What would Gene Roddenberry do? You know, if if you don't believe in Jesus, think about what would Gene Roddenberry do? And obviously Gene wouldn't, you know, you know, be a freaking dickhead to people. So, well, Gene kind of was a dickhead to like some people, but, mm-hmm. what he, but, but what he wrote though, it was the total opposite. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, too, you have to have some kind of of that inside of you to be able to write that. You know, I mean, yeah, it doesn't come from nowhere. It doesn't come from something you don't have within you. You, It's got to be something, um, you know, that you you have somewhere inside of you. So exactly. uh, So that's I guess that's the thing is we know we have that potential inside of us the question becomes um you know how do we reach that what is it that's going to bring us to that and yeah. hopefully it's not something like um you know <laughs> the bell riots or, or anything along oh, those lines i mean you know? you, i mean you you look at the bell riots from 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 deep space nine how fucking close are we to that i mean they're 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 living that in san francisco right now mm-hmm it's 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 scary how on point and like and at the time they 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 looked at what was going on they're like well yeah you know this 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 kind of you know they, they they had ten cities back then when when they wrote that that story Iris Stephen Bear he he wrote the story about that and now you see like what's going on it's even worse you know it's I'm just I'm really just afraid. On in, in the next, you know, next like you know, two to four years of what's going to happen. No matter who gets in power, because everyone is just at each other's throat, and it's just so bad. I mean, it's just so bad. You have the media basically lying to everybody, trying to push this agenda, and it's and a lot of people aren't taking it. A lot of people are sick of it. A lot of people are like, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't want this." Right. And uh, I don't know. Something's got to change, John. Something's got to change. It does. And I mean, we need we need more Star Trek. We need Star Trek on primetime TV to help do. balance out all this fucking bullshit that what's on. Yeah. Hey, get some Star Trek on there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, hey, Paramount, CBS, get, get uh, CBS, get this shit on network TV. God, man, get this shit on network TV so that people can. Have some faith and some hope because, I mean, you you look at what the original series did back in the '60s, you know how it helped, you know, you know, make a normalized stuff for 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 Americans, especially, right. you know, and they need that. Right. They need that now. I mean, because it's bad. It's really fucking bad. You know. Yeah. And and yeah. I, I, I tell you the truth, I th- I think Discovery would be perfect. On CBS, you look at Discovery. Discovery showcases everything. Discovery they 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 showcase they showcase the the whole LGBTQ thing with with mm-hmm. the uh, with the trail. 
the gay couple of uh, Stamets and Colburn, which, uh, listen, it doesn't matter if they're gay or whatnot. The writing for them, the way they act, it's I, – I fucking love them to death. Yeah. And I cried when 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 Colburn finally realized that he loved Stamets again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I legit cried. I was like, this has done so well because love is love, and it really showed that. And obviously the relationship between um, Burnham and, and, and Book. I mean – how about that? And yeah. how about you know? It just it just goes to sh- and it just that that just showed. And how about the love for Shenzhou and Burnham? Basically, Burnham looking at her as her mother. You know that this lady's done so much for her, and the love that they have, and everything else, and that how somebody like George Joe, who is it, just an evil, rotten piece of shit, mm-hmm. becomes. A great person with you know with becomes a person with morals and fibers. How it shows that? Why isn't that on TV now? Why aren't shows like that on TV? Instead, what do we got? We got this. We got all this freaking reality shit that basically you know showcases lifestyles that people cannot attain to. You know they put people like Nicki Minaj up on a fucking pedestal. Mm-hmm. Really? Come on. You know, and Kim Kardashian and these. And these and these and these and these idiot fucking you know st- stupid celebrities. It's like guys, come on. You know there are people you know that you that you have to look up to, people that have done stuff. Look up to them, not to these freaking idiots. Yeah. You know it's just I I just you could you could get me on a diatribe on this for well me me and you we can go out we we can do an entire podcast on this and. We will probably piss off a lot of people, but you know what we're saying is not wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not. it's it's not, and this whole unless unless you sell your soul to the fucking devil, and you go out there and you degrade yourself and you set women's rights back, you know, a hundred fucking years by scissoring on fucking on on, on TV. Which don't get me wrong, okay? You know, two hot women scissoring, okay? I'm sure a lot of guys were, were into that, but guess what? That's not meant to be on TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not on, not not on national TV. Maybe on the fucking you know subscription channels. Okay. Mm. Call me, call me old fashioned, call me whatever. Okay, but no, you know that's no that's to, to me that draws the line a little bit. And everyone's like, well, it was showing her sexuality. I was like, no, there's, there's other ways. To, to fucking do that, not to do something like that, right. and and, this, and then the song WAP because I'm not even going to call it that because that's a derogatory term for 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 Italians. I'm surprised the Italian Americans didn't, didn't didn't flip out about that, mm-hmm. you know. And and the, what the whole song is about, it's like, guys, are you kidding me? And we're idolizing this when there's when there's people of you know of you know African American descent. Like a Barack Obama, who was the president. I mean, come on. I mean, shouldn't we? I mean, shouldn't people look up to him? Like, listen, he can do it. Even even though I don't, I don't agree with a single thing that he has to say. But how he became the president is 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 unreal. I mean, for what what it showed that 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 you can do anything, and and other types of astronauts and, and engineers. And professors and doctors, I mean, and lawyers, I mean, why don't we look up to people like that? 
you know, and you know, so I say Obama from the, what about Dr. Ben Carson? You look at what he was able to do, you know, growing up, Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell, God, God bless his soul, who just passed away. You know, those are people that people should be looking up to. Not to these freaking reality stars and these freaking, you know, idiots like Little Nas X and, and, and Nicki Minaj. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just do not. It's, 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 to me, real, real, real hip hop died in 2003. That's when real hip hop died. And this shit they got now, mm. it's, it, it does, does not tell the struggle or anything. It's stupid. Fucking stupid. You know, you look at something like Wu-Tang Clan, something like back in the day when they told a story. That was good shit. Now, this is bullshit. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So we went from Star Trek to Wu-Tang Clan. I fucking love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan don't the fuck with, boys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, with, man. Especially, oh, man. especially with Halloween coming. Exactly. Uh, you know, Wu-Tang is for the kids and so is Star Ooh. Trek. Oh, boy, man. We... John, we're an hour and thirty hour and thirty six. John, I think we've given them enough, baby. I think we have too. I think we good. Man, John, you got me. You 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 got me on my ranting horse today, John. I did you. I did. I because you know, <laughs> but I mean that Shatner and space thing. It it it, it brought a lot out of people. It, it and, did. Yeah, no, it did. You know, and again, it just goes back to the fact that you know, you know, I know we all have our opinions, but at the end of the day, it's you know, just love people. That's all we gotta do. Love people. That's it. Don't don't worry about all that other bullshit. And, and listen, and, and and I know I ragged on Nicki Minaj and the reality stars, but you know what though? I gotta say this. You know, if they're making money, they're making money. God bless them. Mm-hmm. I just don't agree with putting them up as like as like people to worship. There's only one person you should worship, and I can say that for the Republicans that say the Trump is the Messiah and they bring around the gold fucking statue around. You guys are fucking idiots because you're you're basically looking at him as 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 a god and you're mm-hmm. violating one of the fucking commandments. So you know what? Go fuck yourself for fucking doing that. Yeah. So there you go. So so I so I don't get me wrong. You know, I've gone after people that have that, that have said that. And they look at me like, well, Dimitri, I was like, no, I was like you're 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 fucking stupid for saying that. No, there's there's only one there's only one perfect human being, there's only one all powerful being, and he created everything. Yep. And he's up there. He ain't down here. You know what's down here? The fucking demons and the devil. That's what's down here. All right. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, I you know, I'm not going to disagree with you on that because I believe the same things. Exactly. So, you know, it's just one of those things of, uh, you know, love God, love people. That's all we want you to do. That's it, man. Don't, That's don't worry it. about the other bullshit and enjoy Star Trek. Enjoy the hell enjoy, of Star Trek. Enjoy Star Trek. Enjoy Star what? Trek for what it is. Don't exactly. bitch about it. Don't bitch yes. about the ears of a, of a Ferengi or a don't Ferengi. bitch about the, you know, the, the uniform design of this series or whatever. Enjoy it for what it is. It's a exactly. story meant to tell and share and show what humanity could be. And let us let us enjoy and revel in that. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. what it is, you know. And uh, you know, and if you want to laugh, watch lower decks and watch exactly. the Easter egg, watch all the Easter eggs. I mean, <laughs> they had the uh one of the episodes, I forgot to tell you this one. Uh, you know, they they were trying like you know, they they got free time and everybody's trying to figure out what to do. They had oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. climbing scene. And then, you know, the glow climber rock, which is the Shatner yeah. shirt. And they, 
but he has Fox, you know, boots on, and you know, I mean, it's just uh, funny. Just like there's exactly. so many Easter eggs that you've got to go yeah. check out and laugh and just go. How how have I missed out on this? If you're not, mm-hmm. man, Paramount Plus is four what four ninety nine with commercials right now. It's nothing. Um, it's nothing. You could right now they're doing a deal where you get Showtime plus Paramount Plus for nine ninety nine. Wow! You know? So you're gonna get both. For nine ninety nine, this is this might be the time I pull the trigger and get it. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, uh, right, yeah. You know, if I'm going to get two for that price, dude, that might be worth it right there to get Showtime. Exactly, yeah, you get and Showtime Paramount Plus. Yeah, you know, and then you know, curse, and then curse people are telling me about Yellowstone and how I need to watch it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, um, so who who knows? Maybe I'll start watching some Yellowstone on top of that. There uh, we go. You know, it looks good because you know they filmed that uh, down here, some of it, and um, really, they're, they're filming the prequel down here. Uh, nice. as, as a matter of fact, one of our clients, uh, her ranch is being used uh, to film the eighteen whatever they're calling the eighteen whatever with Sam Elliott. So Sam Elliott's been around here. Okay, um, I haven't had a chance to the pleasure of meeting him yet. And Tim McGraw and Faith Hill have been around here within Fort Worth, and they've been going back and forth between Weatherford and Fort Worth filming. Mm-hmm um so yeah you know that's, well john uh, get out there man get out there and be like listen can you do a spot where you where you put over the star trek academy podcast oh yeah i know right you know um hey right here just you just say hey um mr elliot would you like hey you know he would be an interesting person to to be in star trek yeah i, I think so too oh know. and also too by the way i was i was also you're gonna laugh to come another star trek reference um, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Secret Base where they do a lot of, a lot of sports stuff and they go okay. and get in sports. So I'm watching. They like they do like this like like seven part series of franchises. They did one on the Seattle uh, Mariners, which is really good. Mm. And now they're doing one on the Atlanta Falcons, which Atlanta Falcons said they they've been a car wreck for a while. Yeah. But as as I'm listening to it, one of the guys dropped like he dropped like a serious like. Star Trek reference. I'm talking like a deep, deep mm. Star Trek reference in there. I was like, holy shit. So that just goes to show you that even Star Trek references are getting mentioned in like sports things. That that Star Trek is loved by a lot of people, a lot more people than what you would just expect. So yeah. Yeah. So I think with all that said, you know, we we give the we give the people, Man. Give the people what they want. We, we definitely just, have. Uh, we close it out. So, uh, uh, guys, don't forget if you wanna if you wanna be a part of the show, if you wanna ask us questions, you wanna tell us your top five, you want you got questions for us, you want us to talk about, man, you gotta email the show. Email us at theacademy at hmg at yahoo.com. Uh, that is the email that you can ask us the questions, and we will educate you as good educators that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you heard it from Big Ray himself. We are. Some of the best educators of Star Trek that he's ever yeah. been around. That, that, so, that reminds me, we got to bring on uh, Big Ray back on again. Yes, he. I, I he's still he hasn't quite finished season three and four yet. When okay. he said, as soon as he, uh, as soon as he finds out uh, and gets to that point, he'll let us know. So you know um, what we, they, you, you know what we should do. We should. We we should do for for an episode. We should bring in. Should bring in my girlfriend who's just getting into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Ray, who's getting to, we should bring in like a couple of people that are just getting into Star Trek and basically talk Trek with them and see yeah. what they say. Yeah. So, yeah, do a round table. Maybe that's something yeah. we do next time. Is do a round table like that. So, I just, I just, I just have to tell her, I'm like, babe, they're going to see your face. She's like, oh, yeah. no. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but I mean, but she's she, she's she's really good. She's actually she's really funny. Yeah, you know, I'm sure yeah, it'll she's, be great. It'll yeah. be great. We'll have that, and then because uh, I have to approve of her too. You know that, right? So she she got. Oh, you see her? You you'll, you'll be like, damn, <laughs> damn, man, holy shit! He, How he did you do that? How exactly. You do that? That's it. Yeah. You'd be like, man, you all kicked your coverage this yeah. time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, every time. So uh, if you're on Twitter, if you want to, if you prefer to talk to us on Twitter, you can email us or slide into the DMs, as they say, as the kids say, uh, at the Academy HMG on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we made it real easy for you. You, know, you. you could type in the Academy with Triple D and JDE, but we just made it where you type in at Academy HMG and it takes you right to our page because we like you like that. Unlike some people who on certain uh podcasts about a certain galaxy far far away they only want you to email and they call you dumb because you don't email them because you don't want to interact other ways um we are open to all forms of communication yes we are um as well as the homie media discord server you can also hit us up there we have given you multiple places for you to talk to us share your opinions if there's a poll mm-hmm. you want us to do uh we can do that if if you want us to talk different things you have to do that. You guys drive the show. We do this show for you. It's a show for the fans, by fans. Yes. We love Star Trek. And so that's how you can find all of us. Uh, for me, you can find me in the usual places, Men on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and then John and Wright on Facebook. Um, and like I said, uh, my day job is youth advocate and mental social media manager for our agency and, and, and mental health advocate. So if you want to talk mental health or how to go forward, uh, in your journey, in your healing journey, um, you know, you can email me, John at freedomhousepc.org, and I'll be glad to uh, talk to you only about mental health and how we can go forward exactly. and maybe find you resources in your area yes, that sir. could help you. <clears throat> Those are the places that we can do that you can find me. And uh, every now and then I might pop up on Destino. Uh, uh, I do have the distinct advantage of having seen Minoru Suzuki live in person. I held up a murder grandpa poster in front of him and survived. <laughs> uh, actually, I say I did. I gave it to my child because he was sitting, he's standing right next to me. Oh my God, look at you. He passed. <laughs> I yes, did. He passed. I'm not oh stupid. Oh my God. Hey, I've lived 42 years on this earth without incident. I'm not stupid. How big is he? Minoru Suzuki? Yeah. Uh, he's probably my height, maybe a little bit taller, right around, so 5'9, five, 5'10 five, uh, ish. But you know, still scary as all get out, and still muscular, and just at, been on me can beat him in time. Been, been on me can beat him in five minutes, uh, dude. That's one I, I still don't know. I mean, you, he was you, with Lance Archer, and and it was just it was it was a fun time. But okay, I, honestly, I stood there and I watched the dude, and I watched him wrestle, and that's one that I honestly don't know if if that could if that would be one. Here's <coughs> here's the thing. So so we got um. So the the company that I sponsor help sponsor Mortal Championship right. Wrestling, they're bringing in Moose. Moose is coming in. AC Romero is coming in too. Oh wow! And uh, I want to see because I mean, like, like Hamid's about the same height as Bobby Lashley, right? So, and I seen Hamid. I, I I know how big Hamid is, and. Let me let me tell you something. Hameen would fuck up a lot of people, and my money is always going to be on Hameen because he outweighs Suzuki, and his hands—literally, his hands—are like the size of frying pans. I mean, big, meaty, as the coal from SpongeBob. 
meaty claws. I mean, he's mm. just unbelievable. So, but mm, he still would be Minoru Suzuki in five minutes. <laughs> tell Jargo, I, tell Jargo, I said that. I will. Watch, I mean, I just, I'd hold like that, to wait, see hold it. that, wait, wait, wait. Just, just watch Jargo's head fucking explode right there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I know. Um, honestly, that would be one that I would be like, I would say, shut up and take my money. I want to see Ben Hameen versus, you know, Minoru Suzuki. That, mm-hmm. that would just be, you know, great. I mean, I watched, you know, I was supposed to be watching SmackDown the other night, but I ended up watching him versus Brian Danielson um, on YouTube. Oh, my God. That was such a good match it was mm. it was great anyway we're not here to talk wrestling we're not here to talk all that bullshit i know um, i know you know we're, we're here to talk star trek and we're trying to wrap it up so triple yeah D- we're always we're just we're going off the rails i know I we haven't talked to each other in a while so we, we all these things come up and we just want to talk um uh, but triple d where the purveyor of the donut the master of the vineyard where can people find you triple d well, they can find me on Facebook, Dimitri Zerdos, Instagram. Look up Dimitri Zerdos on Instagram. You'll see me there. I'm on Twitter as, uh, I think, GreekDZ25. But fuck Twitter because I'm not on Twitter because there's nothing about hate. Uh, so actually, there's hate on all social media, but I always I always try to keep it positive. So uh, Also, too, you can uh, find me dipping donuts cny.com for the best pictures of donuts in the world. Mm. Halloween is coming up, baby, and we're gonna have our Halloween decorate donuts pretty soon. I mean, gonna be showing pictures of those and my fucking internet went out again. God damn it. Uh, so, <laughs> so as I said, we I means we have the best pictures of Halloween donuts, and I think some of our employees are gonna dress up. For Halloween, hmm. I am going to dress up as Captain Kirk, as I always do. Every Your customary, year. customary Kirk. Yeah, uniform. my customary Kirk uniform, which I have new Star Trek boots coming in, which are, mm-hmm. uh, which are very similar to, which are basically the same as the original series one. So I'm gonna be looking even more, mm. you know, period correct, official and period correct. Mm-hmm. Also, to zerdosoliveoil.com for the best olive oil in the fucking world. And uh, that's it for me, John. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, listen. As I said, if people want to find me, you can find me. Just, just type in my name. I'm there, baby. So you know where to look. You know where to look. Yeah, <laughs> I unfortunately it. don't get to dress up this year. I have a wedding. I've had weddings every weekend from beginning of October all the way to mid November. Well, that's so good, man. It's good. I mean, I'm getting shoot, getting that K Shola uh, on yeah, a side yeah. gig, but you know, it just means like this year. I tried really hard. I wanted to um, be able to be in costume to marry a couple last year because it was I had one on Halloween last year, and then this year the thirtieth, and they neither one would just let me do it. So, <sighs> so I've got to wear a tie and all that fun stuff for this for uh, this you, wedding you, on, on you the thirtieth. You got to wear the monkey suit. I'm gonna wear the monkey suit, so mm-hmm. I don't get to dress up this year for my work, but that's okay. We're gonna make it happen anyway. At some point, some point, somebody will say, "Yeah, let's get married and let's let you wear a costume." And I'll be like, let's "Shit!" I'll be like, "I want you to dress up as a Starfleet admiral, <laughs> dude. That that would be awesome. That would I, be awesome. That would be totally cool. Like which generate which which era uh, admiral though? That'd be the question. Uh, movie Star Trek movie admiral. Oh, 
Okay. I love I love that uniform. That is my favorite uniform. That, of all. that is a good uniform. That one, and then Kirk's uh, green um, wraparound tunic, the one that I have. That's those are my two favorite uniforms of all time. Okay. Yeah, I mean those are good. I like them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I if I if I was gonna pick one, what would I pick? I'm trying to decide what I pick if I. I got. I got to admit though, the uh, the the dress uniform from uh, Star Trek Insurrection, that's fire mm. too though. Yeah, I do like that. I I would say maybe next gen admiral. Um, I like theirs. The next gen admiral uniforms are pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, you know that. So if I was going to dress as an admiral, I think I would go next gen. Okay, uh, because they they looked pretty cool. They had kind of that callback to the movies and the admiral. Uh, thing but still with connecting to the TNG. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of where I would go with it if I, if it were me. So anyhow, that's all this to say. All, all right, baby. That's oh. all that's I listen, guys, we've given you so much. We've given you everything. We've given you Star Trek. We've given you beef. We've given you just you know, society and maybe dab a little bit into politics, but really we didn't. So, guys, enjoy this episode because it's a long one. So, listen to a little bit, pause it, and then listen to some more. Well, we'll be back two weeks from now because I am back on a regular schedule. I promise I am not going to try to get sick again. <laughs> God, I, I, I hope not. John's doing the schedule in quotation marks. No, no, we're going to keep it. We got to keep it on the reg now, man. I know I was sick for the past fucking month. Oh, God. But listen, guys, enjoy this. And remember, live long and prosper. And we'll see y'all two weeks from now when we talk Star Trek, the best sci-fi that there is. Good night. And uh, God bless.